Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. Welcome back. Yay. Oh, was that for me? <laughs> that was a yay. That was a yay for you. <laughs> yay. So we are, what, less than a week out from the inauguration. And feels like an eternity. Like, not in a bad way. It just feels like that was so long ago. One of the biggest things, perhaps perhaps the biggest thing to come out of the inauguration is... Aside from the, the new president, you mean? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from the obvious, was the Bernie Bernie's Mittens meme. Yeah. We all saw it. It's 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 been pasted, you know, photoshopped onto in every single setting, every single movie clip. Um, of course, the picture is of Bernie Sanders sitting in a chair at the inauguration wearing these cute little like Vermont made mittens. And, you know, he has a classic Bernie just like here I am. I am I am here looking relatively unimpressed with his arms crossed. And it was just this juxtaposition of his cute little grandpa mittens looking with his kind of gruff exterior. And it just made everybody collectively laugh. So um, the internet got to work real hard and created a meme out of it. But yeah, Rachel, you said that it really pervaded all areas of of life in the world and industries um including the real estate market and the real estate industry <laughs> yeah around about thursday or friday he started showing up in some home listings um in particular there was one in grand rapids michigan where the real estate agent photoshopped bernie onto the front porch of this home for sale and put him in the kitchen holding that folder that we all want to know what was inside of it <laughs> Um, you know, by this point, (laughs) it didn't take long for the Bernie meme to kind of play out, but we were sort of laughing that real estate agents were jumping on this as a chance to kind of market properties. And it was an interesting choice because anybody who knows anything about selling home knows that the first rule is that you're supposed to depersonalize and Mm depoliticize a home. So to smack a democratic socialist right in the middle of your property listings seemed like an interesting choice. It was. It was a risky choice. And I guess it paid off for this real estate agent, for this bold real estate agent um, in Grand Rapids, Michigan, because the listing went viral. It was picked up by like a, an Instagram or a Twitter account that has like a lot of followers. And then um, they, they retweeted it or they, they posted it. And then she, I think she said it received over like 50,000 likes. Yeah. She said that her phone's been ringing off the hook ever since she did that. And so she yeah. said her phone's been ringing off the hook and, um, I think she hopes to sell this property pretty quickly. I hope she sells it quickly. I mean, we can both definitively say that the Bernie's mittens meme is dead. Like people have played it out on the internet to death. Um, took less than a week it yeah like that's the lifespan of a meme though is so short like really so she jumped on it in I think just the right amount of time Mm -hmm. before people were tired of it right I think so and you know we're talking about it right now because of course we couldn't we couldn't talk about any any sooner with you but um yeah it's we just thought it was funny that like even even real estate agents, even even real estate listings are not immune to the Bernie's mittens meme. Yeah. 
Okay, let's pivot. We're going to make a hard pivot. And <laughs> it's a hard right turn. Hard right turn, but really fun. Um, I thought it was really fun. We spoke to you guys a while back about um, a new show coming on HGTV. It's called Tiebreaker with Ty Pennington. Uh, I was very excited for this. <laughs> you can like hear. With Ty Pennington. Can, I can hear it in your voice. Hear it in my voice. Big Ty stan over here. Loved Extreme Makeover Home Edition. Um, so the fact that Ty is back on our TV screens makes me happy. Um, and I thought he was great in the show. Yeah, I have to say, I didn't realize how much I missed Ty until mm-hmm. I saw him in this show. And I... He, ha- he has another fan. I mean, I never disliked him, but I thought he did a fantastic job of hosting this show and making it relatable. Um, we, Natalie and I watched episode one. If you want to watch it yourself, it's on Hulu or they're airing on HGTV Monday nights at 9, 8 central. But mm-hmm. so here's the premise. We've talked about it before, but we'll repeat again. Uh, With help from other designers, Ty Pennington helps conflicted homeowners decide whether to overhaul their current home or renovate a different property to suit their needs. And he has a rotating panel of designers he works with. Allison Victoria is one of them, and she is the one he worked with in this first episode. And I thought the pairing was actually magical. Yeah. And I sort of wondered why we haven't seen this pairing before and why they're not consistently on I know Allison Victoria you'll remember is from Windy City Rehab we talked about that show another HGTV show she got into some hot water because of bad business dealings um, that her former um, business partner I think there's a counter suit right now so I hesitate um, before I do some more research on yeah is alleged and what is uh, we're not, yeah convicted. we're we're not going to make any definitive statements about um, the legal troubles that she and her business partner um, went through or have gone through uh, or, or the the money problems that they've gone through. However, um, she is like a seasoned HGTV personality and mm-hmm. a, a designer, a good designer. We like her. We like her aesthetic, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like glam, but then also a little. Um, antique like uh rustic but then you know she she loves like sophistication on a budget is exactly think, kind of her tagline exactly um, and she loves the challenge she loves a tight budget and to try to get something that looks elegant and expensive when you don't actually have the money to do it mm-hmm. and don't we all like that so this pairing of her and she's very sassy too mm-hmm. I mean she's I believe from Chicago I'm not sure where she grew up but she's kind of got um I'd say she's a little abrasive, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah. When she was like throwing shade at Morgan, who is our, um, you know, heroine of the episode, protagonist. Who, yeah, yeah, the protagonist of the episode. Allison fully threw shade at her for having over two hundred pairs of shoes, <laughs> and I was like, "Whoa, girl!" I mean, I would, I might too. I feel like, yeah, Ty is such a teddy bear, and he is so earnest and just like such a ball of sunshine positive person that you almost need someone to be snarky next to him Mm -hmm. otherwise the show is just going to be boring and yeah like just perk two perky people being like this countertop looks fantastic and it's like totally ugh, yeah totally (laughs) we're like positivity nah that's boring (laughs) No, 
but you, you need a little bit of that edge. Um, I think that we've discovered, and that's why we liked Windy City Rehab too, is because it had that. Yeah. So I guess I'm an Allison Victoria fan. Anyway, love this pairing for the first episode. Uh, the deal is, I think they're shooting around the Atlanta area, mm-hmm. and they had come across a woman. She's a PhD graduate student who had bought her first home when she was 25 years old. It's a three-bedroom townhouse, and she has roommates. And she loves to entertain, presumably not in COVID times. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was looking for a place that had a better, better, bigger kitchen with maybe a big kitchen island, a place where she could feed a lot of people and just generally be live, just generally live her best life of playing hostess. Mm-hmm. She wanted that open floor plan. She was like, I want to be in my kitchen looking at my living space. She also wanted a closet for her 200 shoes. Yeah, a closet, like an um, a walk-in closet or just a closet that would fit like all of her shoes and handbags was very important to her. Um, she was really into the idea of having a soaking tub in her bathroom off mm. of off of her um, her bedroom. And she said she'd love a yard too. And I said, dream big, Morgan, because <laughs> you do <laughs> those you. are those are some big asks, but I mean you know, she, she had a good budget too. She, I think she had saved $60,000, um, in the bank for renovations. So that's, that's not any, any amount of money to snivel at. You can do a lot with that amount of money. Um, and then I believe, uh, well, I mean, we don't have to get into like the nitty gritty of the money, but essentially she, her all in budget, including like buying the house or, or just the price of the house plus, renovations was $290,000. So it was up to either Allison or Ty to take that and uh, do with it what they will for their project. Um, Mm -hmm. And like you said before, Allison was tasked with going out to find a new house that Morgan, Morgan could choose the new house and Allison would fix that up. Um, or they could go, Morgan could go with um, Ty's plan of staying in her current home and uh, putting the, the renovation budget toward that. So, um, you know, of course, there's the lead up, the drama, which one is she going to choose? I was fully convinced that she was going to pick Ty's plan. Oh, me too. And it seemed like a no-brainer because everything that she said that she wanted Aside from the shoe closet, mm-hmm. Ty was going to be able to provide. He basically knocked out some walls and created this huge open floor plan with a huge kitchen island. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was exactly what she said she wanted. And then <laughs> she just threw us a curveball and went with Allison's. Yeah, I was surprised. Um, maybe that was an editing thing. Maybe that like a red herring. Yeah, maybe the editors like you know, include all of this dialogue about her talking about how she wants a big kitchen island, kitchen island, kitchen island mm. to throw us off the scent. Um, <laughs> Real suspenseful. So suspenseful. <laughs> no, I I feel like ultimately Morgan was just ready to own a house as opposed to a townhome. I don't know if we mentioned that. Her current place is a townhouse. Yeah. So I we think did. she was ready for a three-bedroom, two-bath house. And... I think she low-key was trying to get rid of her roommates. Yeah, I think she was fine. This was a very nice solution, a very nice way of being like, I am moving on. 
without yeah. you. Good luck. Nice. Godspeed. I'm moving out. Maybe I'll call you. I mean, I get it. She's now 30 years old. She bought the townhouse when she was 25. She's grown up. She wants some space. Um, it was just a surprising choice for me because the the house was actually half the size of her townhouse. She had 2,000-something square feet in the townhouse, and she only got 1,000 and something, like 1,100 in mm-hmm. the the house that Allison picked. Um, the kitchen was small. And she didn't get that big island that she wanted, but she did get a big shoe closet that uh, that held the two hundred shoes. So, and I thought that the kitchen was still sizable. Like it was, it was an L shaped kitchen, um, but it was very open. You could see right into the living area. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually I liked the countertops when we when we saw the final product. The countertops were like a matte black marble with um, like white veining. And mm-hmm. I think those are so chic. Like I, I would be totally down with those for my, for my kitchen. Um, and I was pleasantly surprised because there was a scene. Do you remember when Allison was showing uh, Ty all of the samples? She like pulled out a countertop sample and mm-hmm. pulled out like hardware and stuff. And I was worried. I, I was like, this stuff is ugly. <laughs> <laughs> you were worried about uh, the show. You were worried about Morgan, I guess. I was worried about Morgan. I mean, I wrote the countertop sample she showed Ty is so ugly. Why is she doing industrial hardware when she just said Morgan is glam? That was an interesting choice. She did do industrial hardware. Yeah, she came into the design meeting being like, Morgan loves glam. Like she is a glam girl. And to me, glam is like brass or like gold fixtures. Yeah. Right away. Um, and then she shows Ty these like industrial style, like matte steel, like drawer pulls for, for the, for the kitchen. And I'm like, and she describes them as industrial and I'm like, mm, okay. All right. But yeah. it, it worked though. Like it, it, it did work. It worked. Um, that's an excellent point. I forgot that she had said she wanted glam. And the, the only thing I was thinking was that she did these, the hardware and the sink faucet was extremely industrial looking. It was also matte black. There were all these matte black touches. And while it looked nice, it was not at all what I thought Morgan's style was. And Mm-mm. I do have to wonder if that's going to age quickly. And I've wondered this about Allison's styles before, as much as I do like her design concepts, I'm not sure they're, I think I like them because they're edgy, but I'm not sure they're timeless. Yeah. Actually, I was surprised to see that she, um, she has the same rug as you, Rachel. Did notice there are similarities between her rug and my rug. Yeah. I was like, wait, I've seen that before. It's a very, it's a very popular style. Oh, 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 are you calling me, um, ubiquitous? Are you, what are you trying to say? I'm saying that you are <laughs> playing out on trend. No, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm saying that you are perfectly aligned with designer Allison Victoria. I'm teasing you. And you um, like Allison's I do. style too, so. I do. I, I, I would want her to design my space. Mm-hmm. I thought it all came together really nicely. It was very bright and open and cheery. Um, this is not this is not a commentary on Allison or Ty as much as it, is, as it is Morgan, but Morgan was insistent that she should have a king bed for a queen. Mm-hmm. She said she should have a bed that she can roll around three times in. Mm-hmm. And while I understand that, sometimes you have limitations. And so they, sh- but they did it for her. They shoved this king bed into this tiny 
room and a I looked at room. the dimensions. I paused on the dimensions. It was like nine by 11. <gasps> wow. That's smaller than my, my, I think my bedroom's uh, 11 by 12 and it's, yeah. and it's small. Like we have a queen in there and it's tight. I know. I can't even I just, imagine. I was, I, I was kind of like, oh, is, isn't this where you're supposed to go? Are you sure? But I don't know. They made it work and they made it really beautiful. I mean, she doesn't, she barely has room to, to do anything but roll around in the bed. I mean, that, there, that <laughs> there's nowhere bathroom, to go. But. That bathroom though, that was the best part of the house for me. Yeah, they did. They did make over that really nicely. The other thing Morgan wanted was a soaking tub and they managed to take this bathroom that wasn't huge, but make it feel very spa like. And they put the soaking tub inside the shower and it looked really luxurious. Of course, my mind first went to how is she going to get in and out of that tub if something happens? But I digress. You're you're like danger, danger, danger. I'm traumatized. It was triggering for me. Oh my God. No, it was cool. And it actually, because there wasn't a ton of space to work with in the bathroom, but they made it work by putting the soaking tub, um, like essentially in the shower. So if you take a shower, you stand in the tub. And then if you want to take a bath, you just fill up the tub. Um, but there was a double sink that looked really nice. The tiling was beautiful. Um, I, I thought the bathroom, like, People are always like, you know, what should you spend your money on when it when you're thinking of renovating and putting value into a home? Bathroom. Kitchen and bathroom. Yeah, for sure. Kitchen and bath. Yeah, I mean, I think overall it was a, a really nice job. And, and they even did some landscaping out front, too. So I had to wonder, like, I know she had 60000 or whatever for renovations, but I wondered how much HGTV poured into helping kind of subsidize that I know that's always the question right like how much how we we knew how much came from Morgan but does HGTV put in any you know well that that might have to remain a mystery unless we can get someone from tiebreaker um on the podcast which is which is my personal dream I know we're still working on getting Ty Pennington so Ty if you're listening give us a give us a ring yeah it's a call (laughs) Um, um I will definitely watch another episode. I'm going to follow this one and we're actually recapping the show on on our site, right Rachel? Yeah, I'm realtor.com. Every episode we are recapping with the advice that you can uh take away from it so that if you want to do some upgrades to your own home, you can get that Ty Pennington Allison Victoria slash other designer look. Well, if there's a show that you guys want us to talk about and recap, let us know. Email us podcast at realtor.com or find us on social media. We're at House Party Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I did. Do you know what I watched this weekend? What? Oh, God. This movie on Netflix called One Bedroom, One BR. And it's mm-hmm. the story of a girl who moves to LA. Sound familiar, Natalie? Okay. And <laughs> yeah. she is doing some extension courses and working at a, as a temp at a law firm. And she gets this one bedroom apartment in this, uh, complex, this community and horror ensues when she realizes that her neighbors have a very interesting way of welcoming, welcoming her to the community. Well, how did you find this? (laughs) I've been on a horror movie kick with my friends. We've been, um, tele party, like watching them 
together. And I saw this one and uh, I don't know, it's just it, the algorithm. It suggested it to me. It got dark really fast. I watched a lot of it through um, my hands, through my fingers. I covered my eyes. I was like, man, the rental market in LA must be really tight right now. Terrifying. <laughs> the whole thing was, I felt like it was a commentary on the rental market. So <laughs> um, if you're into, um, I don't know, housing horror movies, then check out One Bedroom on Netflix and tell me what you think of it. Oh, my. All right. <laughs> it was gross. My dad looked up at one point and goes, what are you watching? I love that. I was going to ask, how, what, did, what, did, what was your dad doing while you were watching this? <laughs> trying, to, trying to not look at the screen, but it was hard. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. Let's move on to making moves. This is our segment where we discuss homes that we have previously talked about. Uh, and we give you a little update on them. So we I only have one update for you today. We're making at, move. Yeah, making move. I, I couldn't find any more um, based on previous homes that we discussed. So this house uh, comes to us straight from Los Angeles. This is Katy Perry's uh, quote-unquote guest house it's called the guest house because it was very close to her previous house in beverly hills it's on our making moves list because she dropped the price by a hundred thousand dollars want want um so she's been trying to sell it since last october and she listed it for seven million nine hundred fifty thousand dollars and she dropped the price by a hundred thousand to seven million eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars in mid-january uh, that's still more than she bought it for in 2018. So she still stands to make a little bit of a profit if she is able to sell it for 7.85. Um, but we had to keep you up to date on that very important price drop. <laughs> yeah, I think she'll, she'll be okay. She'll be fine. I mean, they, she and Orlando Bloom just bought that giant Spanish style mansion in Montecito. Like they're fine. Yeah, and if she keeps doing inaugural performances, then yeah, she's not going anywhere anytime soon. How much do you think she got paid to sing Firework at the inauguration? I don't know. I wondered how much the fireworks cost, though. I mean, <laughs> not to be a Debbie Downer. I loved the fireworks, but I was like, there's our tax dollars. Oh, no, for sure. I mean, <laughs> we we switched over to MSNBC, and Rachel Maddow goes, well, all the fireworks in America are gone. Or <laughs> She was like... <laughs> They bought out every roadside stand. Yeah, it was a lot of fireworks. Um, it, it was a lot. Um, but anyway, Katy Perry uh, still trying to sell her house. It's a really nice house. You know, we've talked about it. There's a gorgeous pool. Um, it's it's in a nice little nice little street off of the main drag. So um, she'll find a buyer sometime someday. And that's it for for making moves. Really quick segment. We don't have anything else to update you on, but. Um, that's it for making moves this week. Goodbye. <laughs> now it's time for winners and losers. This is the final segment of our show where we discuss the deals that celebrities have made. We pick one winner who made a great deal. Maybe they picked a beautiful house. Maybe they got a discount. And then we pick one loser who didn't make such a great deal. Maybe they lost some money or had to slash the price on their home or generally 
they suck at real estate. So <laughs> we'll start with our loser so that we can end on a high note. Mm-hmm. Our loser this week all in real estate, although not in life because I love him. You love him. Is Yeah, I do. Is Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Well, the reason that he's our loser um, is because he, from the get-go, is prepared to take a loss on the house he just listed. He bought the place for $9 million in 2019, and he recently listed it for $7.5 million. So he's like, $1.5 million? No big deal. Don't need it. <laughs> it is an interesting choice and I feel like we could do a deep dive at a later time because we could, it's we not could like explore it's, this <laughs> well yeah because it's not like it's a it's a tough market out there it's a seller's market this winter actually in contrast to normal times when usually the market slows down mm-hmm. um, we have all these people who are in the market because they put their plans on hold last spring because of COVID and mortgage rates are super low and again we're talking about news but like yeah, I mean, it, it is just an interesting decision to, right from the jump, do a yeah. $1.5 million discount on your house. I mean, mortgage rates and all that doesn't really affect The Rock. <laughs> I mean, and I think the obvious answer here is that he's just trying to offload it. Like, he's just trying to get yeah. rid of it. Um, he just wants to find a buyer. So this is a Georgia mansion, and we mentioned rock, The Rock. I almost called him Rock. Uh, we mentioned The Rock and another Georgia mansion, um, the one that he ripped the gate off of its hinges mm. t- so he could get to set quickly. Yeah, That I was like this. a thing on Instagram. Yeah. And um, so we were like, wait, is he selling that house? Wait, I thought he rented that house. Turns out he was renting that house while he was renovating this house that he owns in Atlanta that he's now selling. That he's now selling for a million and a half less than he bought it it's- for. Like, I don't understand what he's doing. And (laughs) does he need a new real estate agent? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, to be fair, it is a seller's market, but that's probably for more like average price properties. I mean, a luxury property that's priced at, you know, eight million, nine million is going to have a much smaller pool of buyers. So you could be totally right that he's just trying to offload it very quickly. Mm -hmm. But I am very confused about what the rock is doing in the greater atlanta area so for just being generally confusing about his real estate and then also (laughs) choosing actively choosing to list a house for 1.5 million dollars less than he bought it for the rock is going to be our real estate loser of the week okay let's move on to our winner our winner of the week is actor sandra bullock good old sandy I love Sandra Bullock. (laughs) Sandy. (laughs) Good old Sandy sold not one, but two beach houses on Georgia's Tybee Island for a combined profit of $4.175 million. She purchased, I guess it's like an island compound, and she purchased it in 2001 for under $1.5 million. Dang. So the property was available as a vacation rental for $1,400 a night. And then I guess she decided that she would just do away with the place altogether. Mm. Yeah. So it looks like in 2019, she listed um, the main house for $6.5 million, But 
that was way too much. <laughs> way, way, way too much. Um, she couldn't find a buyer. So then she dropped it to 6.1. Uh, but then she got serious. <laughs> and she dropped it um, to 3.3 million. And of course, someone was like, oh, that looks good. And so the sale closed this month for 3.125. And then um, she sold an adjoining smaller guest house for 1.05. Got it. Okay. So she way overpriced her. <laughs> the opposite of the rock. She way overpriced her listings and then had to drop them, but she still made a profit. Yeah. I mean, if we were struggling to find a loser of the week maybe we would call her a loser um but i think she had very wishful thinking with that six point that initial 6.5 million um and the fact that she was able to make i mean what i can do quick mental math she she bought the compound for 1.5 million um and sold the two properties so the main house and the a smaller adjoining house for 4.175. So that's, you know, a $3 million profit. Yeah. That's pretty darn good. Yeah. I didn't, I never knew that she even owned property in Georgia. So me, me either. And I guess now she doesn't. Or it makes sense because there's a lot of, there's a lot of movies and, and TV shows. I, I, what I don't know what she's done lately, but <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of TV and movies that are shot down in Atlanta um, and in Georgia area, yeah, because yeah. they offer um, what's it called? It's not kickbacks. It's well, it's like the tax credit or something. Yeah, it's some sort of it's some incentive for filming there, and mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of it. Um, yeah, but yeah, our winners and our losers are both in the the in the state of Georgia this week, and so was tiebreaker george is on our mind this week george is on our mind and that is it for house party thank you for tuning in uh please hit the subscribe button if you liked what you heard today um or go down to the place where you can leave a five-star rating and leave us a five-star rating and write us a review um if you want to check out any of the stories we discussed today, you can go to realtor.com slash news, or you can go to the description area in your podcast app, click on uh, any of the links that we link there, and it'll take you to the stories. And you can look at photos, you can read some more in-depth, um, you know, background on on the places that we talked about. So uh, that's that's available for you right there. If you want to get in touch with us, we would love to hear from you. Uh, you can email us at podcast at realtor.com. That's singular, podcast at realtor.com. Or you can find us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're at House Party Pod on all three. We really do want to know if you have feedback about the show, comments, questions. We'll try to answer them on air. Or if you just want to let us know what you're watching, we'll try to watch it too and let you know what we think. Yes. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.